Welcome to the All 49ers show. That's Jose Sanchez. I'm Grant Cohn. We are the All 49ers. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch had their season-ending wrap-up press conference today. They live-streamed it on the Niners press conf- uh, YouTube thing. I posted it on my YouTube thing. You should have seen it by now if you've done your homework. I ex- <laughs> expect all of you have done your homework. Otherwise, get out! Watch it now! Jose, how are you? Doing good. Now that we've finally figured this out, <laughs> this little camera scenario out. Sorry for the oh. delay. It wasn't Grant this time, but it was my fault. I'm usually spot on. First time in like years. My first time in three years since pretty much we've been doing this together, whether it was roundtable or not. But <laughs> no, what, what it happened last week too. Um, Jose was just having a, a technical issue. We couldn't figure out what it was, what the source of it was. We thought it was like an internet thing, but we figured out it's the laptop. My laptop's gonna get tomahawked basically after this. It's gonna get tomahawked. So we uh, we have like a bunch of topics. We already have a bunch of super chats. So why don't we hit those first and then we'll get into the topics. What setup do you use for press conference audio video? I use my laptop. I use my phone. Sometimes I go cinematic mode if I'm really feeling good. And what I do to get the good audio, uh, they post audio on their website. You know that little microphone that goes to their website. I steal it. Thief. Don't tell them. But they don't. But they don't post it for the away games, which really chaps my hide. Corey Soto says, "I feel like Kyle shouldn't set this optimistic timeline of three to six months. Took Mullins uh, eight, same surgery. People are already getting attached to that number." Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Kyle really, Kyle and John really put the pressure on Brock Purdy today. New name, same suggestion. The honest a hole, laughing my ass off. <laughs> we could talk about Jimmy Ward's thing. I didn't see the whole thing, but we could talk about Jimmy Ward at the end too. Antonio says, I got to listen to a bunch of guys in the Twitter space, and oh my God, when you have something negative to say about Kyle, it's like you're attacking their baby. I do think it's becoming a pattern injury quarterback. Yeah, I don't understand why Kyle has like such a I – mean, what, what coach that has never that's not a champion has this um, ardent of a support group? I don't, I've never seen it. Guys who won Super Bowls, yeah. All the success on NFC Championship games and all the stuff like that, which I get it, but it's like it doesn't mean he's immune to criticism, right? I don't think so. Antonio says, "Uh, what I hate most is the blame Brock is getting for the injury from everybody. Media, Kyle, and fans, he was the rook. Man, Kyle is such a coward, says Antonio. He's angry. John Lynch, Trey uh, Trey Lance, injury-prone. BP freak accident. Dude, you just caught Super Chat yourself? Yeah, slant bone. Uh, (laughs) Sid Brown, five bucks. Uh, Masai says, "Are the Niners? Uh, if the Niners play in Australia, will you come? I uh, absolutely, I would love to. Ooh. All right, let's let's get to our topics. Brock Purdy's timeline. It's very interesting. So John Lynch comes out and says, you know, Brock Purdy's getting a second opinion, which is smart. But everything that we're hearing is that he'll be back in six months, and it's the good kind. And of course, you know, when they when they go and do the surgery, they'll have to find for real. But everything the MRI is saying is that it's the good kind. And Kyle comes out and says, yeah, from what I hear, he'll be ready to go." In six months. The, the three to six month time period is where the ramp up begins. And by six months, he's going to be the same guy. Uh, meanwhile, you got Brock Purdy being like, ah, I'm going to talk to one more doctor about that. How do you read this uh, situation? Uh, it kind of feels like they're really dead set on wanting Purdy to be the guy, I think. That's what it sounded like to me, um, which I don't think I even needed them to say it. I mean, it, I think it was more so of them doubling down like, hey, even though the injury's bad, I, I think Purdy's still going to be the guy. And at this point, we're going to play with house money with Trey. It's like, all right, Trey, let's hopefully kickstart development, hopefully knock off some cobwebs, get you back in the fold, which, you know, your ankle was almost twisted the other way, kind of, from uh, in, back in September. So I think it's pretty much just them just doubling down, like, hey, like, we're confident, and I think he's still going to be the guy. Because you're not talking this com- cause comfortably about someone else's injury and stuff like that. And his timeline is pretty much, like, you know, if you don't think he's going to be your starter going forward. And, I mean, it, it, it almost seems like they they're not want to give Lance so much of a chance – regardless of an injury or not, 
Um, so I, that's the kind of way I kind of took away from what they were saying about Purdy's injury. To me, it sounded like they're desperate for Brock Purdy to play. They said Jimmy's not coming back. Um, Trey Lance is still a, yeah. Trey Lance is still a guy that's a question mark that they haven't demonstrated that they can win that he that they can keep healthy and win consistently with. They don't. They haven't demonstrated that. And you got Brock Purdy, who you know was magical. And so it feels like they're pressuring him. Hey, bud, you're going to be fine. Our doctors looked at it. They're okay. They, they really feel like you're going to be ready. Just like they were okay with him going back in that game. I don't know. If I were Brock Purdy, I'd get the surgery. Because here's the thing. If he doesn't get the surgery and comes back as fast as possible, uh, there's a significant chance that his arm won't be as strong as it was before. If you get the surgery, at least in baseball... People that get Tommy John surgery usually come back with like 5% more velocity. So I don't think this guy has any velocity to um, get rid of, surrender. He has to keep it all. And uh, if what, he's going to rush back for the 49ers who put him in, that, in this position to begin with, I mean, he should do what's best for himself. He's kind of giving me a little bit like uh, Mac Jones Patriots vibes. I think when Mac got hurt at the beginning of the season, I think around that time or training camp where the Patriots are like, telling him don't get the surgery it's pretty much a dispute between the two sides where mac wanted to do something that put him off longer and pretty much the safer route um so it, it, yeah that's what's really going to be curious to see and i wonder how long a decision that Purdy's going to come to probably won't be until next week that he finally comes down to something like hey i'm gonna surgery or i'm just gonna rehab or i'm gonna heal on his own or whatever the case is gonna be um but for him it kind of sounds like he's more leaning towards like i'm just gonna do what's best for me and it kind of i think it's also maybe the way he's, you know his family's gonna talk like the way he's like very close to his family, just how they're out there. He's probably over there fielding questions, fielding advice and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, Niners want this, but I want this. It's like, hey, you got to do what's right for you, man. Because right now you're getting paid 700000 And, you know, you coming back and hurting yourself and ruining your career before it even really takes off, it's not beneficial to you long term. The way that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan spoke so freely about it today. I mean, it, let's say Brock Purdy decides to get the Tommy John surgery and shut himself down for 12 months. I mean... By coming out ahead of it and saying, we think he's good to go in six months, they're essentially putting the pressure on him and making him look like, what, soft, uh, selfish, what? So, not good if he, just, if he decides to get the Tommy John surgery. I don't like that. I, I remember back when I first got on the beat when I was covering Jim, Jim Harbaugh, who had his own issues. If you asked about people's injuries, he would always say, I'm not in their body. You got to talk to them. For reasons like this, I don't. I'm a player's coach, or I want to be. I'm not trying to pressure a player. Um, but Kyle and John had no. Kyle's John was a player. Kyle's supposed to be a player's coach, but they put heavy pressure on Brock Purdy to come back today. You don't think his agent felt that? You don't think his parents felt that yeah. today? Maybe they're leaning on coming back, or maybe not. And maybe they're watching today, being like, "Oh wow, that's the, that's how they want to play this." Okay. Funny how you bring up Purdy's agent because that's something Jimmy Ward talked about for a quick second on his uh, IG live last night, talking about like the quarterback problem, whatever. He did dive into like, yeah, if you're Purdy's agent, you know, not just because of like his injury, but like you know, salvaging his future in terms of like making sure he's okay, but then also like, hey, my value's up. Do I just keep playing for this, or I know where I'm going? I know where you guys need me, and I'm looking like I'm going to be the guy. So yeah, this is why I think like kind of maybe they pressured him because like they want to like make sure he keeps on using. Like the contract they have him, because you know, right now, if he was healthy, he's the biggest steal of any starter in the league by by far. Um, but and I, I just think because after they had all that success and finally saw how great they how great he elevated the offense, which is why I think Kyle was so quick and so simple and so firm, and why he was like, Jimmy, no chance he comes back. 
versus last year. Jimmy has no chance to come back because I'm tired of him getting injured. And I just saw a guy who right now instantly came in and uplifted us like crazy. And that was fun. So I'm done with him. Cool. Trey, it's fine. He'll be a backup or whatever. Um, but you kind of get the sense that's where it is. That You know, it's been it's kind of been like the writing's been on the wall for like the last several weeks that he was going to be the guy. I mean, the injury really is the thing that opened up. It's just now after he's gotten hurt that they're pretty much saying, like, I'm not really down to, like, surrender that that he is a starter going into the camp or the season. Doesn't this remind you a little bit of last year when yes. uh, when Jimmy had some injuries and the Niners were like, oh, he's good. He's fine. And then, and, and then free agency comes about and they're about to trade him and they're like, oh, Oh, Jimmy just, just had kidding. surgery. <laughs> Jimmy just had surgery on his shoulder. He's not gonna be ready. Oh, damn! And then they were they were like it seemed like they were mad at him all off season. Like our our doctors disagreed. I mean, Jimmy's within his rights to do what he wants, but our doctors disagree. That's essentially what they're doing right now to Brock Purdy. Like our doctors feel like he's good to go. What's he gonna do? I don't know, man. I mean, Jimmy had all kind of leverage because he has a hundred hundred million dollars. He's thirty years old. Brock might feel like, hey, you know, if I decide to get this surgery maybe Kyle gets mad at me maybe all of a sudden Trey Lance is back in favor and I get buried I mean who knows what he's thinking I mean I felt like they sent him a message today hey bud you want to be the quarterback on this team put some dirt on it and get back on the field bud yeah Bubba says go ahead no I'm saying Brock's probably just weighing it at this point because he's never been injured like this before so that's something new it's like what the hell man so that's Brock. why when he's standing there on the sideline with his pads on, it's like as when you're an athlete, it's like you're probably not only you're, – you're in shock, you're in denial, you're pissed. It's like, did this really freaking just happen? Like, are you kidding me? And you're just like, what do I do? Like, you're in a, you're pretty much in uncharted waters right now where he's at. So the best thing he can do is pretty much just like gather as much info as he can and then make the right decision for that he feels is best for himself. He needs. This is the question he needs to ask. If he gets the repair and not the reconstruction, will he lose arm strength? If he comes back in six months – Will he lose arm strength? And if he gets to Tommy John is out for a full year, will he get the full arm strength back and maybe a little more? If he loses arm strength, don't do it, Brock. Don't rush back for Kyle Shanahan because he'll just get you hurt again. Sorry. Don't rush back for that man. He doesn't have your best interest in heart. Protect yourself and your future. Get that arm strength back. You have no, zero to spare. Zero arm strength. I love when people do that in sports after they do something good. They do this one right here. I like Called that. The <laughs> I like that. Bubba one nine one four A says Kyle may be sick. Took zero blame for the fact that he put Croft on a top edge rusher and a deep ball on a deep ball and took zero blame for using Trey like he's Josh Allen. Are you surprised? Has Kyle Shanahan ever ta- taken responsibility publicly for anything ever? Once. Not even just injuries. Like it's like okay, it's like great. If you want to, if you want to say like you can't blame him for injury. Injuries are freak accident. It's true, the part of the game. But what about when things don't go right? All oh, the players didn't execute it. Oh, it's like it's like damn. Okay, I didn't realize he was such a god like that. He was so oh, yeah. amazingly. He's never made a mistake. Brock Smith, five bucks. Uh, Miguel, thank you. Says, uh, "Yo, Kyle apologized for getting his quarterbacks injured." LOL. In a snarky way, but still apologized. Yeah, so he seemed real <laughs> de- defensive. Sid Brown says it's Groundhog Day with this team. How many times have th- has this regime put false hope in uh, returning injured players? I mean, it's what they do. It's what they do. BP says them saying they're happy with uh, who they have is so disappointing. This means nothing will change. Hope their actions will be different. Your thoughts. When have they changed? I, I haven't seen much of an effort to change or, or do anything differently. Run it back. W, w shirt, Jose. Uh, resign Jimmy. Sign right Fangio. On. Jimmy Ward. Sign Fangio. Joshua Bourne says, I know this won't happen. Please don't kill me, but we need a winning coach that is good with vets. Mike Holmgren. Yeah. I think 
I think the 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 you got it. Probably probably the baby boomers are done coaching. No offense to baby boomers, but as my dad said that yesterday. Appreciate yesterday, your suggestion, so. but Mike Harmon's a no. Didn't, isn't he the one that was like slandering Trey Lance for a whole off season last year? We're not for a whole was it, off season. Was it like Martz? Was it Martz? Might have been Martz. Oh, it's Martz. Wait, was yeah. it Martz? I for, it might have been both. Home game was actually defending him. I remember he was okay. on the game. Wrong, okay. wrong old coach. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Reggie Bush's tweet that Brock better start throwing left freaking handed since Mahomes played injured. I don't see him come back in the game when he slipped out of bounds and sprained his. Ooh. Uh, yeah, he said that. He yeah, said Reggie. that. That's really weak. Which is also That's funny super because weak. I think also like a month before that he was talking about Lamar. He was, he was defending Lamar, but got, but he's over there oh, telling yeah. Brock to go in there. So it's like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, let's let's address the uh, elephant in the room. I mean, my question to go down there. This was for John Lynch. I didn't really want to hear because I knew Kyle was going to give me a snarky answer. I want to hear John. I'd ask John about the injury because he's the reasonable one, right? You're the reasonable one, John. I believe in you. So I asked him, and uh, he gave an answer. And then Jason Cole followed up at the end and asked Kyle, and Kyle gave the snarkiest, most defensive answer ever. And that's why I asked John. So I'm going to play both. Let's listen, and we'll uh, react, okay? It's got about two minutes. Yeah. Injuries have been an issue the past few years. Jimmy had several. Trey's had a few. Uh, Brock's had a couple. Is this, this offseason, is this something that you feel you need to find a common denominator for or somewhat of a solution for, or is it something that's just bad luck that's out of your hands? Yeah, I really believe, I mean, that's a tough position to play in this league. I understand there's some players who've had incredible durability. As Kyle said earlier, I think Brock's been incredibly durable throughout his career. He, he ran into just an inopportune situation where he's trying to throw the ball downfield. And you got an NFL edge rusher, you know, pulling at your arm the other direction. It's just not going to hold up. So um, that stinks. You know, Trey had his issues. And Trey's had a rough go here the last couple of years. He's obviously going to have to prove that he can stay healthy. Um, but I know, you know, there's scary periods of my career early on where I struggled to stay healthy. Then I went eight years without missing a snap. So that, that happens sometimes. And, yeah, it, it does. I'm sure people wonder. Jimmy's had his had his issues. Um, but I, believe me, it's nothing the, the way we play our quarterbacks or anything. I think it's just, uh, you know, coincidence. And, and we look into everything, but I, I don't think we have any more of an issue than anybody else. And I think that's a, that's a tough position in this league. I'm good. We're good. With all due respect to John's answer about quarterbacks, when you go through a season and you have four quarterbacks get hurt, does it cause you as a coach any hesitation? Yeah, I think when you ask that question, that way I understand. But I think if you looked at the injuries, common sense would answer that question. Um, I mean, how have they gotten hurt? I mean, I'm sorry, Josh got a concussion when he hit the ground. So that's the fourth one you're talking about. I'm sorry, our quarterback got his elbow bent backwards on a normal drop back pass. I'm sorry, on a drop back pass, someone rolled up on Jimmy's ankle. Um, and then we have a dual threat quarterback who got hurt running the ball. So to throw all those four in that category, no, no quarterbacks got hurt when we had to hand it off the whole second half. So we can look into that. Yeesh. Uh, defensive. What did you think of? Well, first of all, I was disappointed in, in John Lynch. I thought he would say, yeah, you know, we've had too many injuries at the quarterback position. You can't win a Super Bowl if you can't keep the quarterback upright. Um, we got. I mean, I'm not saying it's our fault, but we got to look into it. The kind of the things they said in the past about the injury issue at large, but he was like, it's a coincidence. 
And then and then Kyle just was straight up was like, yeah, I'm sorry that this guy got hurt this way. I'm sorry. This guy. Maybe we'll just run the ball every time now. Goodbye. I was like, oh, damn. So <laughs> what did you think of like the way they answered those questions? He probably dreams about running the ball like that anyways. <laughs> uh, the way, uh, well, yeah, Lynch was, of course, if Lynch says that, it's pretty much almost indicting, condemning to at least a degree. I mean, hold, real, real quick, Lynch, Lynch essentially said uh, Jimmy's injury prone, Trey's injury prone, uh, not willing to go there yet on Brock Purdy, but it's up to these quarterbacks to figure out a way to protect themselves. It's not our fault. It's not, it's not, we're not going to do anything. It's not, about, it's not about how we do offense. It's either a coincidence or it's the quarterback's fault. That's what he said. Yeah, I think it's not even because then it's not even just this year that you lost four quarterbacks. It's that's been happening like every year that you lose multiple quarterbacks, whether it's not even losing. It's that multiple quarterbacks get injured and multiple injuries. Now, you could to before it was always like, OK, Jimmy's injury prone, which like, I mean, there's no debate about that. I mean, I, I feel like it's, I'll blame him more than I do ever Kyle. But it's like, all right, now Trey. Now, it's it's like at some point, there's some Bethard, Mullins, Josh Johnson in two quarters. There's some like to me this year if we're if we're if we're looking at who if you really want to play the blame game on injuries, I'm the number one. I'm always going to be steadfast on that Trey Lance's injury, Kyle's fault number for sure. Putting him in that position was messed up. Jimmy Garoppolo, eh, more Jimmy's scrambling. You know, it's like I, I, that's not Kyle's fault. I, I really I don't see it as Kyle's fault. So that's more freak. And of course, Jimmy, it's going to hold up on like that because that's just the luck he gets. Um, and then Brock Purdy, of course, you have the backup tight end Tyler Croft inactive last week. Um, you go on against an all-pro edge rusher who you were familiar with, Hassan Reddick, former Cardinals edge rusher, and you kind of just leave him just like, all right, screw it. We're going to see if it works out because he's been working all season. We're not going to adjust, which I think was foolish. Um, and then Josh Johnson, a little bit more of a freak. You can, But I'll give you a debate on that. But, yeah, I, I see how I see it. Kyle's like two of four on the injuries this year at the very least. Um, so I think the way they're, they're just handling it, it's like, just like no, don't, don't look at me. me I, how dare you? It's always the way, not even just with injuries, that college has always used it that way. And it goes back to the point of lack of accountability. Um, is he actually even at least doing it when he's in the locker room to his players, something like that? Or is it just like, is he really internalizing that? Um, I, it, it, that's what always what's going to be like the curious like debate what always goes forward with this situation. And, and, and ultimately, is it going to get better? It's going to be better. That's ultimately all everyone wants to know. Is, is something going to get proved? Is something going to get like decided on or figured out? Yeah, because I mean, it seems to me like what you need to say is, I don't know, but we got to figure this out because keeping your quarterback healthy is the most important thing. Like Their, their defensive uh, philosophy on the Niners is hit the quarterback. Hit the quarterback, hit the quarterback, because that's the great equalizer, right? Because the quarterback is so important. Well, if that's your philosophy, then the flip side is protect the quarterback, right? That's the most important thing that you have to do on offense. So what they should say is, you know, we don't really know if there's one overarching thing or one common denominator, but we do have to solve this because we have to solve. But they didn't even say that. They said... It's we don't have a bigger problem than anyone else, and it's football. It's a violent position. It's a, it's a tough thing. To, it it is what it is. Is essentially what they said. I don't see how that inspires confidence in the team, the fan base. If you think this is a problem, and you listen to what they said about it today, I don't see how you can come away thinking that they're going to improve anything. They probably or address it because the fact that they're you know they went down to their fourth string quarterback, a guy who was just here less less than a month ago. It's chalking up to more of like a freak deal and an outlier because it's, it's never happened before. It just doesn't. You know, that's never happened before in league history and probably won't ever again. Um, so I think that's talking to more like, you know what? It was just a bad accident. What are the odds this will happen? There's no one to blame here in this sense because, you know, especially because it was not only one quarterback, 
But two quarterbacks that got injured in the same game in the NFC title game, it could be more looking at, like, again, what are the odds we get on our fourth? And what are the odds that they both get hurt? It was just bad luck. It wasn't meant to be. Oh, well, running back again. Um, but really, that's not how they necessarily should be looking at that, especially in the case of Purdy, because, you know, Purdy was just, you know, why are you, why are you, I, I get it. The whole, everyone, the whole debate, play action pass. You just want to slow them up. You don't want to, but it's like, at, at some point, you got to figure out who your opponent is and realize that that's not like the, the optimal matchup to make. And, you know, the, the counterpoint to that could also be like, should have Brock Purdy have stepped up? You know, was Josh Johnson holding the ball too long? Whatever the case may be. It's like, you know, it's like, you can't be depending on these guys to be making those making those veteran type of moves that only like the top tier quarterbacks can make when and when you're going to be such a solid defensive front. Um I, I just think ultimately that's how they're chalking it up. It's just like it was a freak deal. It was a freak deal. And so I think we're we're fine. It's not our problem. But it wasn't a freak deal. And here here's why I feel like the Niners got Kyle got what he deserved a little bit in this game. I feel like he wanted to come out and make a point of showing that Hassan Reddick isn't that good. I mean, he, he made a point in his script to have multiple play, deep play action shots where he blocked him with tight ends. And I'm, he, wouldn't, he didn't do that with Micah Parsons. Like, there are, def, there are what, set five to ten defensive players in the league that you would classify as game wreckers. Guys who can not just hit the quarterback but hurt him and ruin the game. Um, Nick Bosa is one. Micah Parsons is one. Aaron Donald is one. Kyle Shanahan, when he respects a guy like this, is very good at letting at not letting that person wreck the game, but for some reason he had no respect for Hassan Reddick. And so Hassan Reddick wrecked, wrecked the game, and he wrecked his quarterback, and he raised huge questions for this entire season, all because Kyle thought Hassan Reddick was just some guy, just an edge rusher. No, 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 no. 19 and a half sacks. I don't understand how Kyle got that so wrong. What was he looking at on film when he was like, oh, this guy's not so good? Really? Okay. I think I think really? he'd be more on the defense of Kyle if he didn't try to block him with Croft, who was just inactive, and he opened that. And when you inactivate a player for a playoff game or just any game, for that example, especially this late in the season in a playoff game, that's always telling me like there's something you don't like about him, or maybe you really are thin somewhere else. But to me, that's that's always. But I mean, but they inactivated him for Ross Dwelly, so that tells me something. They like something better, or they were just pleased with something out of Croft. I guess they thought Croft was, would be a better blocker on Hassan Reddick than uh, Dwelly. I guess the, but who do we want? Like, yeah, to me, it's like I, I, if they had done that with Kittle from the grip, I I can find that more defensible because you know he always gets touted as the premier blocker, and he's they like did try it with Kittle on the second drive though, and Kittle right, looked and Josh Johnson one, got right, hurt. Crazy, one, yeah. But if it was the first one, I think because I think maybe Kim, I mean Kim lost. Excuse me. Maybe Kittle would have held on maybe another another fraction of a second more, which probably would have made a difference. But I think if you're going out there and saying, hey, we're gonna put Kittle out there to try to slow him up and hold him on for a little bit longer. It makes sense because it's not like Kittle was running, a, was the, was the you know, the designated target in that play specifically. It was Brandon Ayuk. So yeah. thinking about like, oh, you're taking away a weapon. It's like, well, I'm, it's not taking away a weapon if you're really only one read, only doing a one replay in terms of Ayuk and the rest you're just looking for the underneath, which anyone could do like a, like a John Juan Jennings or Debo Samuel. So to me, it's like, it's like I'm always trying to find like, what's the pushback on that? And it's kind of hard to find a pushback on defending Kyle it just it just would have been easier if you said okay we put Kittle there to try to block him but you, you tried to back up the quarterback and that's essentially you know kind of get you kind of get poo pooed on as dessert. I just assumed they would say you know we got to address it we got to fix it and they basically said hey man it's it's actually not a problem it's actually nothing to see here not a problem oh okay well I'm sorry uh, I don't think you can gaslight your entire fan base maybe some people will agree with you just because you said it but I think most people can see for themselves that you got four quarterbacks injured and that was a record the nerve to say Trey has to stay healthy I thought that was man if I were his agent I'd be pissed 
I'm not, though. So I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What a joke Shanahan on the hot seat says, Davis. Hey, I wonder if he is. Like, if they miss the playoffs this year because they totally bungled his quarterback posi- uh, situation, yes. what happens if, he's on, if he misses the playoffs? I think you've got to right. fire him if he misses the playoffs. I'm not saying he will. It's a good team. Uh, in this year's past, Lynch was visibly upset along uh, at losing Super Bowl NFC Championship games. Today, he was resigned to losing. Team lacks authenticity to win Super Bowl. Curse of Eddie D. I thought Kyle looked um, burnt out. But maybe it's just because it's the end of the season. He looked tired. He looked that way every year. <laughs> at this yeah. point, man, I don't blame him. Strange. Yeah, it is, it is common sense, Kyle. When you said common denominator, you should have done the dumb and dumber point at Kyle. Uh, block with Croft. What a dork, says Ominous24. Gizmo Maltese says, all they had to say is we need to protect the quarterback. That's what I'm saying. All you had to say is we have to. It's the most important thing. We have to do it. And then just be super vague about it. But they were like, I mean, he pretty much has to protect himself. That's what they essentially said. Kyle is so smug for a guy who's choked at every big game he's coached as rich. That's that's pretty much exactly how I feel about that guy. I mean, good coach, yeah. The so smug for a guy who's choked in every big game he's coached. Yes. You know but wonder- again, it's bad luck. It's bad luck. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. I I just why can't it be a combination of both? I don't get it. Why can't there be the Venn diagram when things intersect? That's why I don't get it. Like, why is that gonna be one or the other? But I digress. Oh, that's, a good point. I, that's a good point. That quarterback hit. Now that you mentioned that, after your repeated time saying that, now it's making me think. I was supposed to have a Tom Brady articles coming out before he retired at 5 o'clock this morning, our time. That made me think, like, were you guys actually going to go after Brady? Because he's the one that, that is the true quarterback that knows how to protect himself by throwing away and, and like, ducking before he gets hit. So I'm wondering if maybe that was. Yeah, just checking team. down relentlessly. So many people are praising Kyle for his answer joke on Twitter. On Twitter, it's always people, you know, cheerleading the Niners and on YouTube it's more people who are like uh, critical I, it's way different such a thank you more mass more open mass that's why versus just I like think a- so Bobby says sounds like another slow start to a season next year a quarterback competition between two young injured uh, players isn't a Super Bowl plan that's true that's true that's a plan to really not get either guy fully prepped what's up Grant and Joe says Double B Studio due to injuries Niners will always fall short of a Super Bowl unless they win the NFC and host home game which means they would need to start fast and finish strong, which uh, Glory says it's the O-line. It's always been the O-line. Imagine if they were investing in their O-line the way they invest in their D-line. Yeah, I don't understand, again, how you have this philosophy of D-line is the most important thing and not figure out then, well, that means that the O-line is just as important, right? I don't know. What up, honest awesome, A-hole? D-line's, better than, D-lines are easier to find than offensive linemen, especially like the last like five years, I'd say. Philly finds them both. Uh, Jeff, hella weak, Jose. It's South City in the thing. South City. Jeff, hella weak, Jose. It's South City in this thing. says stuck, man. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't go to Jeff. So. Mo says, if Fangio joins, do you think he can make Drake Jackson an Alden-type uh, outside backer, same measurables, and Drake is faster? I don't know. It's on Drake. Kyle had nothing nice to say about him today. City lost his power. Double B Studio says, Kyle uh, said, heck no about Jimmy G and Lynch gave Kyle a look like, oh, he must not know. LOL, got to address O-line this offseason. QC needs to push. We will. I'm doing it right now. Kittle instead of Croft is still a bad call. I, I, I mean, McGlinchey. Uh, offensive tackles have a tough time blocking Something Hassan Reddick. You know? Like saying, put him back up tight end, Tyler Croft. Like, and, and Not any tight end. Again, Not the, any the thought, tight end. The thought process is like, oh, he's supposed to lose. And it's like, so you're pretty much saying, like, we want our blocker to lose against arguably, no, not arguably, one of the best defensive ends in the league right now. That that uh, that just blows my mind. 
I understand wanting to put tight ends on DNs on certain play action plays because you do it on run plays and you're trying to make it look the same. I get it, but you can't do it on game records. You can't do it on Reddick, Bosa, Parsons. You didn't do it on Parsons last week. No one does it on Bosa. There's a freaking, you know why? Because it's stupid. It's just stupid. So if you, if you want to justify it, fine. I understand doing it on certain edge rushers. You want to do it on Samson Ebicom in practice? Go for it. On Nick Bosa, you wouldn't do it on Nick Bosa. You didn't do it on Micah Parsons, but you did it on Reddick because you scouted him incorrectly. Slant Bone says, you did, Jose. I'm sorry, but if this team chooses Brock over Trey, they will regret it tremendously. But then again, the Niners always pick the wrong quarterback for the last 25 years. It doesn't seem like they're making any type of pick. They're just doing what they did last year, which was not making a decision. I'm scarred about if this is like a a, a small if this if this is the best we've ever seen of Brock Purdy now, especially after the injury. Like I mean, I'm, now I'm he's got yeah, it's it's possible, it's definitely possible. Isn't that sort injured, of what happened with with Jimmy Garoppolo? Phil, First on the scene, seven starts, got hurt, never really the same. Let's move on. Uh, another thing that they were talking about today: John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan both had the same thing to say about the NFC Championship game. All due respect to the Eagles. Really well-built team. They just wish, the 49ers just wish that something so freakish as this Brock Purdy injury hadn't happened so that the Niners could have been afforded a real chance to compete with that team. Not whatever they got next year, but this team that they were robbed of an opportunity to compete. And we just wish that in this alternate universe they could have... And to what I to which I want to say, hold on, hold on. It wasn't just one fluke injury to one quarterback, man. Philly knocked out both your quarterbacks in about two and a half quarters. The way I look at it is, if Philly wouldn't have knocked out Brock Purdy on that first drive, they probably would have knocked him out at some point in that game because they knocked out Josh uh, Johnson too. It wasn't fluky. Your offensive line got freaking manhandled. And Kyle Shanahan doesn't really prioritize protecting quarterbacks. So the the gap between Philly and the Niners, to me, is that while the Niners, they're very similar teams, but while the Niners have a bunch of weapons on offense, so does Philly. But the strength of Philly's offense is their offensive line, while the weakness of the Niners' offense is their offensive line. And until they can turn that weakness into a strength, they're just not as good as Philly. The Niner, Philly has Lane Johnson at right tackle. The Niners have Mike McGlinchey. Philly has Jason Kelsey at center. The Niners have... Jake Brendel. That's not going to cut it. I don't have a question for you. You can say whatever you want to say. That's my rant. To me, that's the gap right there. And when they're sitting there saying, like, we wish we had an opportunity, well, if you had a better offensive line, you might have had an opportunity. I think, uh, you know, absent of the quarterback, which obviously was the one that ultimately decided the factor, um, that offensive and defensive line matchup between both sides really was like a deciding factor, like hugely. And it wasn't even close. I mean, point Irish can pass protect. That does become easier to go after the quarterback more relentlessly against a Josh Johnson than it does a Brock Purdy. But maybe Brock Purdy, all he needs to do is make several throws like he did against the Cowboys to really make you pay. And then you start rethinking, okay, what's going on here? Cause it's not like Jalen hurts was really throwing, which is why the Eagles won in the first place. The offensive line, you know, even though he, you know, Hertz was pretty bad that game. They were able to execute beautiful blocks to allow the run game open, to allow just enough passes for Hertz to execute to keep drives going. Um, that's really where it was just like, wow, I can't. I've never seen the Niners in any since twenty ever, not even twenty nineteen for the last three four years get so dominated on both sides of the trenches because they're usually the team that goes out there first and punches you in the mouth. Um, and that, it kind of almost reminded me a little bit like last year when the defensive line was struggling against the Rams' offensive line. 
and the 49ers offensive line couldn't really hold up too much well against the Rams. Except this one was on a different level. Um, yeah, there's a. Uh, <laughs> it's also funny that you mentioned like how the how Lynch and uh, Kyle were just saying like pretty much, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase it. It's like they're lucky Purdy got injured because we're probably winning that game. That's pretty much what they said. Uh, the way I think. It's like, That's lucky, lucky got Purdy injured. got injured. They knocked out both of your quarterbacks before the the end of the third quarter. Like that was a annihil- dude. Dude, like if that was if that was a UFC fight, like they they broke your jaw and your like, like that was terrible. What happened? That was vicious. I had to look away from the screen. Like that was that was NC seventeen. It was rated R. It's bad what what the what you let the Eagles do to you because you were not equipped to fight with them in the trenches on either side of the ball, either side. So the D line has to get better too. I'm not going to call out anyone by name. It wasn't just one person, but frankly, the entire D line got dominated by that Philly offensive line. And the entire Niners offensive line got dominated. The best dude on the Niners offensive line, Trent Williams, may have been the reason that those play-action passes weren't fooling anyone early in the game. Go back and look. He's doing the same thing. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And Chris uh, Chris Forster even told him. He's like, look, I, I, I talked to him about it. He's like pleading with Trent Williams. Can you please stop tipping the plays? And Trent's like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to win my one-on-one matchups. PFF's going to give me a high grade. And no one's going to criticize me. But meanwhile, meanwhile, why is Hassan Reddick not honoring the run fake? I don't know. Boy, it's one of those things. They're probably just telling them just to fire off and just go because we rather we rather you because it's more. And this is the thing I was saying last week of the game plan of the Niners. Like, hey, if they run that read option with Jalen Hurts, don't crash into the running back. Crash into Jalen Hurts because most likely that running the Miles Sanders is going to gas you for just one to four yards. Yeah. Versus, and you're better off you're better off staying home and setting the edge for that breakout. But yeah, I think they were just because there was other times after that game where it looked like like damn Reddick's just shooting in there. He doesn't care. Like, it doesn't matter what it was. Like, was one player or not, he was just shooting in there. That guy was, like, firing off like a freaking bullet. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just. I mean, it, it kind of, this kind of was the game that was supposed to be expected, right? It was going to be aggressive as hell. We've seen both Lions. It's just who was going to really outlast the other. And it was kind of shocking to see how much of a mismatch, especially, it, it really was, especially 49ers defensive line versus Eagles defensive line. I did not think it was going to go anywhere near as that bad. Because even as bad as it was against Dallas, it wasn't like it was so. It wasn't like it was so abysmal. It wasn't like it was so hopeless. Like there were still chances for them, but the Eagles. I mean, man, it make. I mean, can you blame them? They have Pro Bowl and All Pro talent, top to bottom. Well, I think what's funny about the Niners is they say they're committed to winning in the trenches, but they're not. They have they have half an offensive line. They're good on the left side. They're always good on the left side. Yeah, always good on the left side. When if they had a good right side of their offensive line since Kyle's been here? Never. Never. It's McGlinchey and a guard who's worse than him. And, and, like, sometimes they have a good center. And then sometimes it's freaking Jake. Well, Jake, Jake Brennan's not bad. But it's like Philly, meanwhile, has just a complete offense, the best offensive line in the league. And the deepest pass rush in, I mean, their D-line is crazy. Has six first-round picks on the D-line. Like, they're not messing around. Where the Niners are paying lip service to it. We got Nick Bosa and Trent Williams. We'll fill in the rest from there. Ah! I don't know if that's even good enough. I mean, you do have two of the best in the league, but that's not enough. Got to do better. Yeah, you got to replace Mike McGlinchey. You got to do better than Mike McGlinchey and, and Samson Ebicom. You got to be at the freaking, you know, Josh Sweat and Lane Johnson level over there. You got to be that good. I don't know why. What are you going to do? I was kept thinking like, God, the Niners, if they had DJ Jones, would have been so sweet in that game. DJ, DJ Jones would have been clear. 
key. He was so good. He was really important, and they lost him. Well, now they got to replace him. Clea Davis, let's move on. Jay Ward called you an honest a-hole compliment. I'll take it. I appreciate it. That was like the nicest advertisement anyone's ever given me. Thank you, (laughs) Jimmy. How does Kyle compare to other coaches regarding quarterback injuries? I don't know. I I guess there's stats out there. It seems like he's got to be among the worst. It doesn't seem like – I mean, even going back to RG3 and, what, Brian Hoyer in Cleveland, uh, the only time he didn't get a quarterback hurt was was when he was with Atlanta as an offensive coordinator. Maybe Dan Quinn said, hey, you know, we're not going to block this – Edge rusher with a tight end this week. Kyle. They asked the offensive line. They did. Like an elite um, offensive line, actually. Suchin says IG users are the worst. They love Kyle so much and always claim it's bad luck. Kyle's the only dude to choke a playoff game before getting the ball. Laugh my ass off. 2.0 says it feels like our championship window was just slammed shut over the past three days. Being dependent on Trey is the opposite of where we should be. Well... We'll see what, what Trey's what got. I thought depending on. I think it depends on both of them. They need them both. You just had four quarterbacks get knocked out this year. You you need as much bodies as you can get. It wouldn't shock me if the Niners be like the first team that carries five quarterbacks into the regular season after this. That's scarring. I thought Kinlaw had move another man strength. I mean, you know he's not hundred percent healthy. They they were trying to salvage his season and get him back on the field for the stretch run, but I mean he's they, never he, Healthy man, yeah. just, you can't. You can't. You just can't. You just can't. You can't. He's shown it. It's, it's over now. It's done. They're not going to pick up his fifth year option. It's he'll be here next year though, and give him an off season and see what he's like week, week of one. Of course, he's going to be here next yeah. year. Why would you cut him? It makes no sense. But yes, you can't. Point, you can't. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think you just pencil him in as a starter. You got to look at, at nose tackle as a, as a as an open spot, bring in some no, competition. At this point, he reminds me of what the Raiders did with Cleveland Farrell a few years ago. He's pretty much just going to be the early down rotational guy that adds in as a run support who you hope gets strength. And then until you can show that maybe he gets pass effective downs or if, you know, other yeah. guys aren't proving to be adequate as a pass rusher, then you start sprinkling in. But that's I think that's, that's his role, 15 to 20 snaps a game. Ryan Hensley says, why is Brock pretty super durable and Trey Lance has to prove he can stay healthy? How durable would Brock be running 13 times a game? Did, uh, did, did John or Kyle actually use the phrase super durable? For, he did, didn't they? Yeah, I don't understand that. It's like because it's through his career, it's his first real injury throughout his career. It's his second. All the games he's played in college, he got he, he injured his uh he injured his freaking I don't know. To me, I'm a little worried about Brock's durability. He he's smaller than injury. me. Get that right. He I hurt his that. oblique. He didn't miss any time, but he hurt his oblique, and then he I don't know, man. I I I don't think that's fair to say. It seems like he's gotten hurt twice at eight games. <laughs> How's how durable is he? Got injured one game. He's gotten hurt in the second one. Trey Lance has a broken finger. He's gotten his hurt foot. He's got a hurt knee. Yeah, Trey Lance is definitely more fragile to me. But that's because it's like, you know, the way Kyle runs him, that's why. I'm not victim-blaming here. I'm not victim-blaming the way the the Niners do. I feel like they're victim-blaming. These are the victims. He's a victim, these quarterbacks. I think. My opinion. I didn't play football, though. John B says, I took it as Kyle is hopeful six months will be a full recovery for Purdy to set a positive tone. But Kyle and Lynch both know Trey is QB1 for next season. I didn't take it that way at all. I took it that way as we we better have – we want, we need Brock so much that we're gonna um, just demand that it happens. We got Brock. Brock's gonna be good. Brock, that's you're gonna assuming, be good. That's assuming he's gonna be healthy by that time, man. I, you still don't know, man. How many times have we already seen like so many players on this team just like, wait, he was supposed to come back by now? Like, wasn't Jimmy supposed to be back last week too? And what yeah, happened? what happened with that? What happened with that? Right? I thought you checked on McCaffrey. Had next QB. Uh, had QB next. No, you know, it was, I thought it would be. You know, that's another thing. I want when, to see that. W- w- when uh when what's his face Josh Johnson went down the Niners could have like gone to McCaffrey Debo Wildcat 
They could have done something. Instead, they just hand it off every time. If that's all you're going to do, just take a knee. Like, you know what I'm saying? Either, either actually try to compete, Kyle, and do something creative because you're a genius, or just take a freaking knee. Like, what is the point of, of just handing off every time? That's my question. Where was that Wildcat? Because you have McCaffrey and Debo. Like, if any team could do a Wildcat with no quarterback and make it effective, that's it. That's, that's the combo I want to see. And you didn't do it? Is it even in your, is it even in your playbook? I want to know. You should have just taken knees, man. Because Trent Williams got in a fight and he's going to get fined and all this stupid stuff. I'm just saying, just take a knee if that's what you're going to do. Not impressed. What, what, once I saw Purdy throw that little like two yard screen, and I, me and my cousin, just screamed loud like, "Oh my God, he is hurting!" We just at that point, I was like, "Just pull him out, run, run Wildcat, one use check." Because I, I didn't even know McCaffrey was an option, and so I read. They should have ran Wildcat. They should have ran the Wildcat. Screaming, put put Usyk back there. Just do something. Because number yeah. one, it's more entertaining at least, and number two, it's like, dude, you're just gonna risk this guy. He's yeah. he's he doesn't have anything to prove. He's already proven enough just the fact he went out there for that one series. They should have ran Wildcat. I mean, we've seen Debo throw passes. We've seen McCaffrey throw passes. Jawan Jennings was a quarterback in high school. Usyk was a quarterback in high school. Where was this? You don't have that package, do you? Double B Studio says, when I got on other YouTube channels, I asked, is this team more finesse or physical? And they all said physical when it turned finesse with McCaffrey. To McCaffrey's credit, he played really physical in the NFC Championship game. I'll give him that. I like McCaffrey. They're not finesse. You think they're finesse? Um... They want to be physical, but I don't know, man. I feel like they have an identity crisis because Kyle doesn't know what he wants to be. Are we paying the price for trading Buckner? I mean, they traded him pretty much straight up for someone that can't come close to him. And again, that was always the problem. You can't trade Buckner for a rookie. You can't. You can't. He's too good. worked out. Revenge tour 10.0. Bosa needs help. Had four players with double. Eagles had four. Players with double-digit sacks. I, I agree. He needs help. He sure does. All right, moving on. The Niners need to add a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo not coming back. Brock Purdy won't be ready f- until tr- training camp at the earliest. And even Trey Lance won't necessarily be ready for the first day of OTAs, although he could be. So the Niners need to sign a quarterback. And they probably need to draft one, too. Uh, any names that come to mind? Let me. I could throw some out there. There's... Uh, Jared Stidham, you know, there's there's Taylor Heineke, okay? There's Nick Mullins, C.J. Uh, Beathard. Uh, who else am I thinking? Gardner Minshew. Jacoby Brissett, Derek Jacoby, Carr. Derek uh, Carr might be agent, but he might be Derek too Carr. much. Derek Carr. Ugh. Ugh. As much Ugh. as I don't like Cat from personal, from my understanding of him, he, he actually would be pretty good in this offense. He'd get hurt. He'd get hurt. How? He's never been hurt, except until he broke his back. He's like never played for Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> okay. Well, he's, we're, we're all screaming about, well, not we all, but, you know, there was a, a talk about Brady because he's always durable. He's never played for Kyle. I think, well, Kyle, you know, one thing. Derek Kyle's lucky he didn't coach Brady because his, then his legacy would be the guy that got Brady hurt. The guy that ended Brady's career. I'm not giving a, a Kyle a pass on this. If he want to wants to act like this is bad luck, I'm going to ridicule him about his track record of getting uh, quarterbacks hurt. I'm going to. No, you can't give him a pass at all. You know, absolutely. If you here's the thing: if this was like the one year with all this ever happened and there was no prior like experience of this, then yes, I'm giving him a full pass. But this has been going on since 2018, man. Since 20, oh, 
You know, Hoyer got was- obliterated. Beathard got obliterated. Jimmy came in and stayed healthy for five games. Then Jimmy came in, blew out his knee. Then uh, what? Mullins, the Mullins experience. Mullins eventually got his uh, elbow ripped apart. Jimmy got injured seven times. Seven times in 61 starts with the 49ers. Seven. Trey's gotten injured like three times in four or five starts. Brock twice in eight starts. Uh, Beathard like... I mean, I never saw a guy take so much punishment in 12 starts. Josh Johnson, I mean, let not zero starts, one concussion. Not funny. And it's, but it's a coincidence. So the Niners need to add, just keep bringing in quarterbacks because it's like, I mean, you, th- you think running backs get injured. Quarterbacks are like, yeah. so I don't know. Have they, Minshew, maybe. Stidham, fine. Uh, I like the guy from UCLA. But I, you, they got to look at like late round picks, right? They don't have... Anyone that could take before the in the top, they don't have a top 100 pick. I think I think now if you're a 49ers, you got to draft a quarterback every year at this point. Draft one. But I think I think the plan this year is add one of those vet quarterbacks. It won't cost you more than four and a half, and then freaking sign, and then draft a quarterback. I don't care what round, draft anyone. Spend just them all. count on the fact that Kyle Shanahan doesn't really do anything special to protect them, and just keep drafting him. It's all right. They treat them like running backs. We're counting on them to get hurt, so we'll just draft another. That's fine, I guess. If it works, if it works, if they can find three more Brock Purdy's, they'll be fine. Should be able to do it, right? I think they sure they could do it. I would love to go percent though on this offense. He, he can't move so much, but he's capable. I mean, he played pretty well last year. You know, he was throwing bombs, throwing nice dimes to Mari. Has a has a has a nice boneheadedness to him. That's just like, what is this guy doing? You know, he's like bottom tier, like starting level. But that's why he's a backup. That's why he's a backup. He'll be he'll be what about Mitchell to buy for like five games. About Minshew. I like Jacoby better. Minshew was pretty bad Minshew, with the bro. Eagles this year. He looked pretty bad. What he about did. um Stidham? The Niners gotta remember what he did to them. Stidham looked nice. I think Stidham's gonna go back to the Raiders no matter what. I think How about back. someone with a similar skill set to Trey? How about Tyler Huntley? Tyler Huntley would be solid. Oh, I like man. Tyler Huntley. For the price. Tyler Huntley reminds me of uh DTR. Uh, six foot one, Pac twelve quarterback, uh, athletic, accurate, maybe not a huge arm. Good player. Probably get I'll him bring like him in. Two and a half, three. Do you think he did he do enough to get paid though? I don't know. I mean, I think if you're the Forty Nineers and you have the cast base, and it's like you know what 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 what's like a nice like standard baseline if you're a backup quarterback? Like what like two? a million dollars? Really, like a million dollars? I mean, yeah. I think if I think when you know your <laughs> the veteran minimum history. You, you want to give them like two, two and a half or something like that. And maybe even at this point, if you're an Irons, you're giving your back, these backups something incentive based that kicks it up an extra half mil or mil or more because they, and if you're with those backups, you're probably thinking, you know what? I might get in considering these guys. So why not? Well, there's no, there's no guarantee that this backup makes the team because the Niners are saying they have two starters, Brock and Trey. And there's an, there's a chance that they won't carry a third quarterback. The third quarterback will be on the, on the practice squad or something. They've like ran that. a third so again, quarterback year though. What's that? They've ran three quarterbacks every year, though. Like in terms of like they've accepted them, I don't. Yeah, they they, they, they could. They did this year. They did yeah. this year. They they could. They could. They should. I mean, I don't think this is the team that should be going with two. I guess at this point. Yeah, twenty nineteen they had three. Twenty eighteen they had three. That's true. Three. That's so true. Cal always locks in three. He and should. Now this guy Maybe he should go with four. They're gonna lock in three, and they're gonna put someone that they know a fourth on the practice squad. Okay, so okay, so they have to have two running back at uh, quarterbacks. They have to add two quarterbacks. One in the draft, one in free agency. Maybe a fifth. Maybe they'll have five just for just for the offseason. 
the draft. <laughs> yeah, the draft goes into draft. Put your put your put your sixth round pick, fifth round pick, who's a quarterback. Maybe that's the trick. Draft a quarterback in the fifth round, so they always hit those gems. And maybe that's going to be the trick. You know, everyone always touts it. So put that guy in the practice squad. Tyler Huntley, Jacoby, whoever the hell you have, that's going to be your backup because between Trey and Brock, so that way, like, any of those two get hurt, whatever, you always have, like, a good contingency for either or whoever is the starter if they both go down. I'm going to make the case that the Niners should draft Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I don't watch that much college football, but I do watch UCLA. And I know that he was on, you know, UCLA is a decent team. Uh, they have some good players. The running back was great. Brock Purdy played with a great running back in college, uh, Brees Hall. But the, the DTR's wide receivers were nothing special. Uh, his I, He basically put up good numbers in college without playing with a bunch of NFL wide receivers. If he were on the Niners, his t- the talent level around him would be so much greater than what he's ever faced. I think they could kind of elevate him the way the Niners elevated Purdy. And I think you could probably get him late in the draft. I don't even know if he's invited to this. He's not even invited to the Senior Bowl, is he? He's like a Shrine Game guy, which means it's like seventh round pick, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, why not? Definitely you could take two quarterbacks in round seven. Anyway, I don't think anyone anyway. blame they did that at this point. I mean, yeah. shoot, they're gonna. But I think I think we can pretty much. I think both on agreement when they say <laughs> when Kyle says no, we're we're not interested in a veteran or something like that. That's like, well, first of all, that, that's bullshit because you definitely have to. You don't have a quarterback for OTAs. Yeah, we don't know. Trace has four so, weeks, but you don't know. So, so what? Wait a second. Was it? Remember when when Jimmy Garoppolo um, was playing well right before he got hurt there was that report that he was about to get this mega contract extension then he got hurt and now it's like the Niners like we don't want him he's gone what the hell happened was that baloney to begin with or uh, so why have the Niners all of a sudden after clinging to him like a security blanket for years all of a sudden they're like he's dead to like what what changed what changed Brock Purdy Brock Purdy okay yeah right 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 because they're living in the reality of Brock Purdy's coming back in six months that's what's going to happen that's what's going to happen. And he's going to be fine. Why even address any other poss- possible alter- uh, reality than that? Right. Of course. Of course. Right. Because they're so optimistic. I love it. I think well, we'll see what happens. I'll do with Jimmy. It was like, this guy got injured again. And, and, and after like Kyle, it's like, you know, you're driving your bucket whip, your bucket car. The last one, it's like, uh, it's finally broken down. Let me try this new one. It's like, whoa, this is what I've been missing out on? All right. And later, that's probably Kyle Shannon with Jimmy. He's just tired. And it's like. As much as he loves him, that you know they always tout about it. I think he's like, now he's done, and he's not under contract now like he was last year. So it's easier to say like, yeah, we don't need to have him speak or say goodbyes and all that crap. Kyle better keep his quarterbacks healthy next year, or else this team's not going to make the playoffs. And then I don't know what's going to happen to him if he misses the playoffs. Slant Bone says, "I'm so mad. Go ahead and stick with Brock. Defenses figure him out next year, and now you have a quarterback you alienated in Trey. This franchise will never get it." He's upset. Year two of Jimmy's for sure out of here. I hope so, right? I hope so. He's still on the team, technically. Grant, stop making excuses for Kinlaw. I never liked him, and you were right from the beginning. He is an overrated bum. Um, He's not a bum. He's not overrated. Everyone knows exactly what he is, and everyone's just piling on him now. And it's like, man, I made my, my points about him years ago. I don't need to say it again. We all we all know what what, what, what happened. And it's like, I was really rooting for him. People are kind of dancing on his grave right now. It's not fun. I mean, he he didn't he wasn't like Jamarcus Russell who like totally pissed away his opportunity. He wanted he wanted this to work. He tried his best, and I always felt that it was the Niners that put this on. He gave him Buckner's jersey number. What the fuck? Why would you do that to him? That was stupid. Why would you do that to him? 
have some understanding of human dynamics. Like that puts a lot of pressure on a young man. I think hey, I remember writing too. Whoever the so pick dumb. was at that time, because I had suspected that it was going to be Kinlaw in the first place. So I pretty much said whoever they replace with that first round pick, especially if it's a D line, if it's Kinlaw, then that's whether it's right or not, he's going to get him fairly compared to Buckner. And then they made him, then they gave him the number, really like making sure like it was the same one. It's like tone deaf. 2.0 says, I, I just really hope that Purdy's back for the re- rematch versus the Eagles. For that reason, I hope it's not week one as great as Lance is week one. Oof. That's true. They're, they're going back to Philly next year, right? In the regular season. Vid out there with 300-pound QB. That just might be the durability Kyle needs, says Todd Anderson. <laughs> hey, man. Kyle, find a way. Double B Studio says, I can't afford TV since I gave you all my money. I missed the game. Did we win? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. What are the bars? Eric's, I felt they shot down Jimmy Talks quick. I'm guessing they asked Jimmy to come back last week, and he told them, no, I ain't ready. Pissing off Kyle. Oh. Interesting. Is that is that the reason that the Niners didn't get a better backup than Josh Johnson? They were like, Jimmy will come back. We don't have to get Cam Newton or Colin Cat. Jimmy will come back. And then Jimmy's like, yeah, 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 I'm coming back. I'll come back. Hey, guys, I can't. I wanted to, though. I really wanted to. Sorry. Sorry. Who was even available that they were going to get that could have been better than Josh Johnson that much better? Cam Newton? I mean, Cam Newton. Better than Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson. Yeah. Dude, I like Josh. I like Josh Johnson. I like Josh Johnson. Local hero. But that's a... Yeah, but there's degrees of screwed. <laughs> okay. Instead of 25, instead of they're screwed 100%, they're already screwed 85% Cam Newton. I mean, I don't think Josh, no offense to Josh. I like Josh. I don't think Josh really gives you a chance. No, of course not. No fourteen quarterback does. No guy who just got signed in December will. Cam Newton doesn't give you a chance. Ah, oh, maybe not. David no. Baker says, Buckner, truly enjoyed the chat with your father. Inspirational. I, I can't believe we're, thank you. I can't believe we're, the Niners are still stuck on that topic. Like they got rid of him three years ago and they, but they never replaced him. Like they have a gaping hole. In that position. Poopy pants. Been waiting for you. Crazy thing is, when you look at how much this team has paid Lance versus Jimmy per win, Jimmy is a steal. Lance makes $10 million to start with his bonus. Insane. Yeah, the Niners really um, found a way. Found a way to make Trey Lance expensive. Tyler Huntley would easily beat out Lance, says Gizmo Maltese. Okay, well, have a bring him in. I like I like Tyler Huntley. I like Lance, too. Niners surviving Kyle uh, Shanahan or leaving Levi's. Niners quarterbacks surviving Kyle Shanahan or leaving Levi's. I think that's funny. That's funny. Surviving Kyle Shanahan. Isn't that like the, is that the Michael Jackson or the R. Kelly? It's the R. Kelly one, right? Surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. Damn, spell check Buckner, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. He's in his 30s. Can we get someone in their 20s? It's a little old. I'd go a little younger. I like Tyler Huntley. Oh, this is the Giants. Is he with the Giants? Yeah, I don't know. Jay Talks has got a clip of you from a month ago, uh, from a month or two ago that had me cracking up. When we signed Josh Johnson, you was like, nah, it's all good. Guys, we got Josh <laughs> Josh and guys, the next three, like the next three super chats. I mean, didn't I say sign Cam Newton at the time? I'm, I hope I'm not being uh, inconsistent. Draft DTR. Draft DTR. Does he even want to play? I don't know. Yeah, draft DTR. John Lynch blamed league for not enough roster. Yeah, that was rich. That was rich. Um, One more? No, yeah. Is Purdy getting... The Jimmy Garoppolo treatment with Jimmy Garoppolo five games twenty seventeen, maybe. Yeah, I I did sort of make that parallel. All right, I got another question for you. 
how do you think the Niners are going to replace D'Amico Ryans? Kyle Shanahan spoke about it today, and he said he would really like to keep the entire defensive staff together. He doesn't want to change the scheme. And if he brings in someone from the outside, he essentially wants this person to run what D'Amico and Salah had been running. Um, that's interesting. So it's like you, you bring in someone from the outside and like, hey, I know that you like you do stuff and you like stuff, but you're going to do this. But we want you. But we don't want you to do what you do. But we want you. But don't do that shit that you did over before. So... Who, who do you think is going to go for that? Like, how do you how do you do that? The, the Rams did that with Raheem Morris. I know McVay did that. How'd that work? It led to, led to a Super Bowl. It led to a Super Bowl with Raheem. Good point. <laughs> they beat the team we covered. <laughs> so That's um, true. It worked well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, yeah, there's, I remember when. I forgot about that. I, I remember, yeah. I remember when Robert Sala first became a Jets head coach. It was like, man, Sala was great, man. How the, and especially after that 2020 year, it's like he did better. Is it going to be D'Amico? Whoever, like D'Amico, like you know, let's pump the brakes there, call plays, let's see how it goes. And then it went lights out. He took an elite defense and transcended it. Yeah. So back then, I was more skeptical. I'm like, is D'Amico going to be anywhere near as great? If they can get just a notch or two below. That's a win. But he was like notches above. This time it's like, all right, he's better than Salah. There's no way in hell I see they're gonna find a defensive coordinator that's gonna like sniff the same type of like elite style of D'Amico Ryan's. But on the bright side is like they have a ton of talent on defense, so it'll be pretty tough to really mess that up. You know, it'd be it'd be pretty pretty tough. So you're just hoping that you get some semblance of that because this is a hire that's really I think my after the quarterback conversation, the quarterback uh you know figuring out process. This is the probably the most important decision they're going to make all offseason because the defense since 2019 has really carried the success of this team no matter what you know everyone says 2019 that defense especially defensive lines why they went to super bowl 2020 that defense was really the reason why they were competitive last year you know if it wasn't for you know the defense playing as well and then eventually Debo turned up and then this year so whoever they get has to really be able to take on all that pressure you know we just talked about you know with kim on buckner this defensive coordinator is going to face even worse even more because you just had a defense who had the least amount of points in the league, 16.8 allowed per game. And whoever this guy is has to really not tinker too much. You know, Kyle has been doing this with every defensive coordinator with Salah and Ryan's, but that's because he hired within an outside source is going to be tough. So that's why when you have Vic Fangio at the top of the list, it's like, how's that going to work? He's a three, four base. And I understand, you know, base defense isn't, you know, prominent as much now, but there's still going to be, you know, some type of tinkering that he's going to want to do to really feel comfortable. I don't understand how you say, like, I want to get the best coach, but he has to run what I want him to run. Like, you, imagine interviewing Vic Fangio for the job, and Vic Fangio leaves, like lays out his vision for the defense, and Kyle's like, nah, I want you to do this. Can you do this? It's like, oh, <laughs> you're telling Vic Fangio how to run defense? What are you talking about right now? No, so, I have to run the zone scheme. Yeah, so, like, so who are you, who are you like, ruling out by – creating these stipulations. It doesn't seem that smart. Like, if you get an opportunity to get Vic Fangio, you just turn over the defense to him and say, do whatever you want to do. It's Vic Fangio. But that's not what the that's not how the Niners are approaching it. They want to keep this intact. They have a system in place that they like. So, it's like, to me, if you can't get Fangio, wouldn't you want to get someone like Brian Flores? Isn't Brian Flores a great defensive coordinator? Isn't he a really good one? I would like I, him. I mean, he's, he's available. Steve Wilkes is available. Like, these are guys you could get if you just told him, like, I trust you. You can do your job. But I don't know. I mean, Kyle's good with coaches. Maybe maybe he'll find an up-and-coming guy who can fit in the parameters and be the next D'Amico or Robert Sala. But it just seems like he could probably pick from whoever he wanted. 
if he if he was a little more open minded. I don't know. I don't think he works better than Vic Fangio for some reason. Maybe because of the job he did as interim head coach. And to me, the fact that he had that defense already playing at a pretty nice level because he he's not he's not unfamiliar with having like a decent array of talent. You know, he has J.C. Horn. He had a uh, Brian Burns. Um, he had um, what was it? What was it? What was it? Who's the name? Who's the? They had the defensive lineman who's really good. Um, yeah, they had like several like really impactful defensive players. So he did well with that front. And then when he becomes an interim head coach, you get to see his leadership abilities that really united that team to really be in the running for the NFC South division. I know it sucked, but still, the fact that they were there was it's pretty crazy. So to me, I see the most. There's some parallels, some similarities that you you've seen from your last two coordinators in Salah and Ryan's, and that's why I think I would really like him the most and plus you know he's not gonna run change like scheme and not do a bunch of tinkering like you would like maybe like a fanjo who might even demand it because he is a guy who could who probably would feel that way so i think i would like looks in that sense jay talk says 80 million decoy in debo cmc became more relevant yeah let's look real quick at debo samuel's um contract just just for the sake of it i just i'm curious to see like what his cap number is going to be this upcoming season debo samuel this year, uh, just eight million. Not too bad. Next year, of course, is twenty-eight point five million. Holy macaroni! But this year, not too bad. Let me. I want to look up Eric Armstead just for the sake of it. Eric Armstead cap number twenty twenty-three. Ooh! Twenty. Twenty-three point nine. We're off. Oh, he's got to be. Is, yikes! He's got to be twenty-three point nine million for Eric Armstead. Gotta be uh, that's that's tough. Um, David Baker says Fangio has the gravitas to deal with a locker room of vets. Dude, Fangio's the best. I don't. I, they should get him. Thoughts on Jimmy Ward saying Kyle Shanahan played nickel or bench? Did you see that? He was like, Oh yeah, he was like, that was funny as hell. That was funny as hell. So he's like, I want to play safety, and Kyle's like, Oh, so you want to ride the bench, huh? And Jimmy that's was really like, Yeah, I do, I do, man. Put me on specialty. Calling his bluff, like, Yeah, yeah, make your defense work worse, man. Jimmy actually says before he goes talks to Kyle, he says like, Honestly, after that KC game, or even before that, he says like, Honestly, I wouldn't have minded riding the bench. And it's like, I'm getting paid nine million to run the sideline. Hell yeah. He was like, yeah. He was all like that, and then he was like, Yeah, he went there just go make his last pitch. Like, Yo, what's up with my safety spot? So he's like. And that's when Jimmy Ward goes and says, like, yes, this is where the business comes in. Because he also mentions that he's like, I thought Samuel, Samuel Womack was playing hell of ball at Slot Nichols. So, I was, so I'm like, okay, if he's playing good already, why do I need to go there? And, he's, and he said, yeah. because I'm getting paid $9 million you can't when you can't be justify having that much right. money. On so it's, it's, if, when he says, like, you want to ride the bench, like, yeah, go ahead, dude. Go put $9 million on the bench. Try. I love Jimmy Ward so much. So, he does so, say eventually in so that, much. that he says, like, how about you take 48 hours? We'll come back to this or something like uh -huh. that. And uh -huh. like, I already know how I feel. So like that's so why I guess Jimmy eventually yeah. just simmered down and he ends up talking about like he's he reached out to like his personal people and stuff like that. And then eventually he rocked out. He said he lost a lot of weight too, which makes sense because you gotta be bulkier if you want to be like mm -hmm. a hard hit safety and you gotta really be light, light and lean quicker. Uh sign Alex Smith for one year. No, not gonna happen. He's retired, he doesn't want to play football anymore. Alex Smith. <laughs> no. Double B Studio says, are you going to travel in the offseason? If so, can you blog about it? Which city would you return to from this season to continue the adventures of Cone? I am going to – absolutely am. My wife and I want to uh, take a trip in the next couple of weeks, get out of town. So um, we're trying to think of places that are warm. Might hit up Miami. I don't know. We'll see. We were looking at Cabo, and it's really expensive. So expensive right now. What? Cabo's not Cabo. that expensive. Wait, what well, days were? We were looking like the next month or so. Cabo. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I want to go back to Mexico City, actually. I want to go to Mexico City, and I want to go deeper into Latin America. 
Um, the problem is neither my wife, neither me or my wife really speak Spanish. So I know, you know, we're going to get the gringo rates for everything. But that, you know, it's all right. They're like, oh, you don't speak Spanish? Let me charge you twice as much. Yeah, well, you know, I'll take that. I guess I deserve it. I guess might, I someone would be cool. Someone might, some. someone might kind of like throw a nice little some. curveball. It depends. Yeah. But that's in Mexico. In Mexico City, I feel like well, I, I just handed cash to people. Like I, I didn't understand anyone. And I wasn't really tripping about how much it was because everything was like $2. So I just kept handing cash to people and they would give me back whatever. And I was like, all right, well, either, either they gave me the right <laughs> amount or not. Like I'm not tripping about it. Whatever. <laughs> it's the cost of doing business. Uh, highlight uh, Kyle saying no chance Jimmy comes back lol who is QB1 Brock or Lance have they given up on Lance I think QB1 is supposed to be Brock but he, he could shut himself down for a year and a half we'll see what happens thoughts Jimmy Ward saying oh we got you let me make sure we didn't miss anyone else oh Fangio Gravitas da 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 sign Duran Payne and Yannick Ngakwe oh I love that that would be great they're yeah what do you think of Yannick Payne not Yannick Okay, Pain. fair enough. Yannick, Yannick was good a few years ago. Corey Soto says it's too early to know about any feelings Lance. Uh, it's too early to know, but any feelings Lance will surprise people this year. I like to think he's been waiting all season, watching uh, this ish. It's just too bad. Like, how much can you improve when you're rehabbing? Hard. At this point, it's not even about. He's he just needs to get in, man. He just needs to get the real practice and game reps now. It's just. It's going to be the same story. But it's not like he's been like working on his throwing motion. He hasn't. None of that. Shout out. uh, Saw that shout out from Ward Grant. You're shining. I love Jimmy Ward. Shout out Jimmy Ward. Big Tone 707. Yay, go Jimmy Ward. Sit on the bench and don't work while you're getting paid millions of dollars while us others have to work. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Okay. More news. It's like, dude, are you really going to get on? People get on players for like just... Uh, you know, entertain, engaging in the leverage game with their coach. Like, why not? Call him on his bluff. Put me on the bench. You're not going to put me on the bench. Don't. Why are you even talking over. about that? Why not choose trying to screw you? You're not going to put Jimmy Ward in the bench. It's stupid. So why even say it? All right. Uh, Bobby Slowick is interviewing to be the offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans, the new uh, the team that D'Amico Ryans is coaching. So we were wondering, who's he going to take? Well, obviously, he's going to take the top offensive coach from the 49ers. Bobby Slowick was their pass game coordinator. Uh, do you – how do you think this – do you think this impacts the 49ers? I mean, really, their their assistant coaching staff has just been plundered the last few years. Every year, someone new. Every year, because they keep they keep turning out. They're like a head coach factory machine. That's the one thing at least you could – I think that's probably the greatest thing about Kyle Shanahan is the way he turns out all these assistant coaches. Agreed. And magnificent opportunities. That's easy. Like, great. He's like the Super Bowl yep. champion in that. Um, yeah. Loic's going to take it. Um, not unless he's, he's like pulls it to Miko Ryans and feels he's not ready, but I mean <laughs> – you know, he's been already been with this team for like what, like two, three years now. So I think I think he's gonna take it. And now Kyle's gonna be hard pressed to find another guy. He's he's starting to run out of people. Not started, he's been. He's running out of people of who he's come up with in terms of who to bring back. And now that you have, you know, was it Mike Matt LaFour, who's gone to the Rams to be oh there mm-hmm. OC. So even if you wanted to bring him back into that same spot where she was the passing game coordinator, you're screwed on that sense. You you're gonna have to step out of your uh you're gonna have to step out your boundaries and look outside again. Same thing you're doing defensive coordinators, what you're gonna have to do for your offensive staff, like you would do the Anthony Lynn last year, which is also interesting to me. I know I know we mentioned Anthony Lynn. It's like which one of these is actually gonna go, and how many of them is Kyle Shanahan really gonna let go? Because one of these is gonna have to get promoted to the vacant offensive coordinator spot. That's what he did last year, uh, right? With uh, Mike McDaniel, he leaves it vacant on purpose. So if one of these guys are getting tapped on the shoulder by someone else. 
he'll let probably one of them go and then say, you get this, you get the, you get the prestige and you get the little million and a half promotion of salary. So I think, I think slow is gone and it's going to hurt Kyle because he talked about, I remember one point about he spends like a couple months or so really like in the off season, getting down his method and trying to find like a rhythm with his, with his new staff, especially because he didn't come up with them. So that's going to be a huge challenge. And I think this is why it's been playing a part and why the players have been starting slow the last, the last few years in the regular season. Fair. I, it's a good point. And I, they'll probably, I mean, they could bring in someone like they brought in with Anthony Lynn last year. I think they could, they could, uh, promote Clint Kubiak. Is that his name? Clint Clay? Is he Clay or Clint? How do you have two kids and name one Clint and one Clay? How do you do that? <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. Also, also, what's up with the, like like with people with last names that start with K's giving, having kids and giving them first names that start with K's? Like, why are you flirting with that? They like alliteration. Sorry. Why? Why do you go for the two? What's the middle name? Now I gotta know what your middle name is. Like, what? Cliff Kingsbury? Was it Kevin? <laughs> is your middle name Kevin? Anyway, uh, I, I got a, uh, I got a prediction. I think Bobby Sloak will be the offensive coordinator of Houston. I think he'll get fired within two years. And I think, sorry, and I think the Niners will have no problem replacing him. Because we saw, even when they lost Mike McDaniel, I think the, the offense wasn't really clicking early on. But to your point, I think it was just because they were getting new guys sort of, uh, the, you know, uh, their feet wet, whatever the phrase, getting new guys situated. Let's call it that. And then they got situated, and then it was like, who? Goodbye, Mike McDaniel. It's this. It's Kyle Shanahan's production. He just needs people that he can delegate to, and it takes a little while for them to figure it out. But it's his freaking production. So, all these knockoff Kyles that go throughout the league, Matt, Laf- Mike Lafleur, like good job. He lasted two years, right, Mike? Lasted, now he's the year before too in twenty twenty one when Lafleur went gone. When gone, that offense was struggling. I remember like it was like yeah. what's wrong with the 49ers offense? It doesn't matter if Jimmy's in there or Chase in there. The offense looks the same. So to me, it's like all right, that's on Kyle. What's wrong with him? Oh, he always starts slow, but yeah, but maybe it's different because that was the first year where they really had like double-digit coaching turnover combined, which is crazy. And they had double-digit coaching turnover again. I'm wondering if that's going to be the same. So I mean, if they can get under ten, you know, under ten coaches that really leave, that'd be a huge gain from both sides of the ball. That's that's where they've been at. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty much where it stemmed from. Just trying to get used to each other, and learning how to learning how to coexist or work with each other. Uh, Methodical Seven says Santa Clara PD needs to charge Kyle with four counts of attempted murder. Yikes. That, <laughs> that, that's, that's brutal. brutal. Gold-Blooded says, just got back from Cabo. Stay in San Jose. Del- I'm trying to. I looked it up last night. It's looked very expensive. It's generally cheaper and only 20 minutes north of Cabo, San Lucas. I would be trying to go to Cabo, del- San Jose, Del Cabo. That one. Yeah, San Jose, nice. Del Cabo is uh, closer to the airport anyways. But the Cabo, San Lucas is more like the uh, party scene, I would say. I'm 35 years old. I know. Nothing makes you feel 35 more than going to a party. It's like, oh damn, I'm hella old. Oh, what's oh everyone's oh everyone's ten years younger than me. Oh yeah, okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> so you don't want to go to Cabo San Lucas for my birthday in March? Okay. I do. <laughs> I'll hang out with people in their twenties just to feel young again. I want to feel young again. Joshua Wyatt says, Grant, can you edit together all the clips of you asking, can Kyle keep a third quarterback healthy? Then end it with a promo of your Kyle gonna Kyle T-shirt. Man, I wish I could go back and find all the timestamps of me asking that question, but yeah, I did ask that. That would take some real work. Some digging in the crates. Asia Lee says, my views are not because of what you said about Kinlaw in the past. As I said before, I never liked Kinlaw from the beginning, so I'm not piling on or anything. Tell me why you think he's not overrated. I think everyone knows Kinlaw. I think everyone would say that Kinlaw's a bust at this point. He's rated? Everyone. 
That's the thing. How can you call he, how can you call him overrated or underrated if he's never rated in the first place? That's how I, I mean, I was saying Kinlaw was a bust like two years ago. It was edgy to say that then. Now, like, it's pretty much accepted. And now like, there's like five I, clips of him getting double. Yeah, man. Like game. I, I I don't like kicking people while they're down. I like kicking them while they're up. And he's down right now. So you know what? I'm done. I'm, you know, I said what I needed to say. I hope him the best. But yeah, they needed a new nose tackle, like straight up. How about that? That's that's all you need to really say on this one. It's not yeah, working. Probably let DJ Jones gone. Like they had no problem yeah. like trying to match the Broncos. It's like at some point yeah. we got to get ROI. We got to see what he has, and we saw what he has, and what we saw is he still has an injury that's never going to recover, and the explosiveness. Just, you you can't be a, a nose tackle and not have some type of explosion. That, that's the thing. Or or high pad level. Three months from now, we are completely ruling out a Jimmy G making a return. We are completely ruling out a Jimmy G making a return. He's not going to come back. I think he's he's going to be healthy when free agency starts, and someone's going to sign him. The Raiders. <laughs> Bobby Johnson says the Niners should have Tristan Wirfs and Creed Humphrey on their offensive line. Instead, they drafted Javon Kinlaw and Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks is pretty good. But yeah, if they had Tristan Wirfs, they'd be much closer to the Eagles. They would be. Jovell Bennett says, yo, yo, it's been a while. Picture this. Fire Kyle. Hire Eric B. from KC. Ramp up Trey and grab no. your thoughts. No. Um. Something about Eric B. I don't know. He he's been interviewed a lot. Why he gets interviews and no yeah, one wants I don't to touch know. him with that eighty foot pole. There's Something shit. about him. I I feel like it's 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 an Andy Reid production. It's the same thing. Andy Reid. I, I feel like it's an Andy Reid production. Same I know. Doug, Manning, all his offensive coordinators, yeah. Adam Gase's of the world, and everyone, and Mike McCoy, everyone getting all those looks and everything. It just never works. I'm interested in Steichen out of Philly because from just. Getting to know that team last week, a lot of people in Philly feel that he is the brains behind that operation instead of Sirianni. Yeah, he is. Um, Calls plays. Yeah, so I think he might he's be. Sirianni. He's from out here. Yeah, he's from Sac. Sirianni's just the shit talker. That's pretty much all he is. <laughs> pretty much. So I, I, I don't know. Steichen's interesting. If Fangio comes back, does he bring Donatelle? They usually work together. I don't know where Donatelle is right now. Donatelle? I'll have to look that up. Uh, like, Grant, I would have loved you ask Kostin at the presser. What is he? What has? What he has planned to do with all the timeouts he saved from the NFC Championship in the offseason. That is funny. I like that. Okay, moving on. More news. Anthony Lynn is being interviewed uh, to become the new offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. As we know, uh, they have... Who's the guy from that used to be in the front office here that went over there? I forget his name. Martin Mayhew. Martin, Martin, Martin Mayhew. Mayhew. General manager over there. And they're sort of building their team to be in the Niners image very physical um so they're interviewing anthony lynn who is a really good coach experienced i wouldn't be, i'm not surprised that an experienced good coach like ron rivera would be interested in anthony lynn this would be a good hire for washington and how would you think this would impact the 49ers losing anthony lynn he was only here for a year yeah i don't think it's going to impact him much because he was pretty much what the uh the running backs coach and the like a, a kind of an offensive assistant. So, I mean, and he was there for a year. It's not like he was someone that Kyle Shanahan has always worked with and Kyle's relied upon. It was more so like he was someone who was to help band aid a situation and hopefully that become like a small little plant that would end up growing one to root himself into the offense and really become a, a partner to Kyle. But yeah, just I think if there's any guy who Kyle would have no problem leaving, it's going to be Anthony Lynn because Slowick's someone he's had familiar with in the past. He's been working with him. And um, I think I think that's pretty much where it's gonna be at, cause uh, yeah, it's just it's just cause Lynch, Lynch just has no Lynch just has no ties like that with Kyle. So the, the two, yeah, that pretty much. I wonder if they don't 
this is where it's really gonna be interesting. Who they actually they want? They would probably prefer Anthony Lynn to leave, but it's almost like, you know, are we gonna do Houston like that, D'Amico like that? But you know, like Kyle said today, it's like, hey, we're gonna do what's right for the 49ers first. So probably he might just let Lynn go and be like, sorry, D'Amico, we love you, but you can have anyone else but Slowick. It felt to me like they brought in Anthony Lynn because Bobby Turner stepped away from the team, and That's they needed you, yeah. another they needed another running back coach, and then Turner came back, and so to keep Lynn. They would have to make him the offensive coordinator. And even if they did that, they couldn't make him the play caller. In Washington, he probably would call the plays and be the offensive coordinator. So it seems to me that if he, if they want him and he does well in the interview, he's gone. There's nothing the Niners can do. I don't know that he necessarily – again, I think they'll be okay without Anthony Lynn. Even though he's a really good coach, he wasn't the offensive coordinator. He's not the play caller. They have Bobby Turner. I think they'll be okay without Anthony Lynn. That being said, I think he'd be a tremendous hire for Washington. I think they can survive either or. But it's if you lose both, that's what's really going to be like the gut punch. Well, yeah. Again, I think if the Niners, if you're looking for the Niners to start fast next year, this this is the kind of stuff that hurts. Now, if they're if they got if they're going head to head with the Eagles, if, if it's just a two team conference, the Eagles they could lose Shane Steichen this offseason. They could lose their offensive coordinator. They're going to lose a bunch of free agents. You know, the they could have their own issues as well. Uh, La, hold on, the Fangio thing about Donatel. I just saw he got fired as the Vikings uh, defensive coordinator. So I would think absolutely they usually work together. Love the Kobe shirt. Right on. Uh, fine hire Bills OC. As head coach, Ken Dorsey. Again, I like Steichen better. What, what, Ken Dorsey Ken Dorsey's so good in the, in the playoffs. No, they, they just run a they just run too much of a, that's a real finesse offense right there. They cannot Their offense the is just Josh Allen runs around and makes plays, in my opinion. It, that's that, the that offense. Once I really saw that is. game was snowing, I knew Cincinnati was going to win because they could actually run the ball and Buffalo can Right. Run. That's right. If Purdy decides to go full TJ surgery and Trey is a lot for QB1, Niners have to fire Kyle, says Shreddy Murphy. He cannot be trusted. Open your eyes, York family. Man, they're putting a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy to save this season, man. A lot of pressure. Just like they put That's probably going to also, that injury's probably going to also save Kyle, too, in the future. If they, God forbid, they still end oh, up per- failing, he's going to say, well, Kyle, I uh, got injured. I tried my best. And he stays excuse. on. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you for your five bucks. I appreciate you, man. All right, moving on. Trent Williams. Trent Williams at his locker room, at locker clear out day, was asked if he's going to come back. And he was like, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, a lot of, this time of year, you know, I really do think about that stuff. So, he didn't rule it out, and then Kyle Shanahan was asked about it today, and he said he'd be really surprised if Trey, if Trent Williams wasn't pumped to be coming back and playing football within the next few weeks. So, um, interesting. I mean, if Kyle says he fully expects Trent to come back, I, I expect it too, but I guess it looks like Trent is now on a year-to-year basis if he comes back this year. So it seems like the Niners have to have a plan for the future at left tackle, um, not to mention right tackle as well. What do you think? Yeah, a thousand percent. I, I actually put it on my top. Once I saw, um, once I saw that video, and then I read the Eric Branch article because he's the one that really uh, published it first. That that's when I already put it on my topic. I was like, oh shoot, man, because that, that, that was actually something I thought about. Honestly, after I saw him get ejected, I was thinking like, man, this was that the last time we've seen him? Because you know, I, I that's, that's yeah, was that like I a like I'm like I'm going out, I'm done, like let's just let's just go out with a bang kind of thing. And maybe he's tired of this. Find this. Like, man, this, suspend cool. this. I'm I'm out. I retire. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think he's going to retire, but you never know. You know, you never know. It's been it's been pretty much like, what is it, two out of three years now? You've had prominent offensive linemen, you know, um, not ducking, um, but leaving leaving out, you know, Joe Staley first and, um, and eventually Alex Math, both who kept everything under wraps, and the Niners actually knew both. Um, so I wonder about Trent. 
So I think regardless of what you got to do, is it's imperative now. You got to get his replacement. You know, you have to get his replacement and just let him sit. Or whether he's going to start, it doesn't matter. You need to find him in the draft. Whatever it's in free agency, it doesn't matter. You need you need to figure something out. Maybe even double dip in the draft because you cannot afford to be like, all right, we're going to put our trust in just one rookie and hopefully he wins it or something. You just you have to have something, and you know you have to have multiple things. And it's already going to be hard enough to have your right tackle figured out with Mike Glinchy in the free agent market. So you have you have a lot of work on your hand with that offensive line on both corners because right now I think it probably behooves you to really find that backup just to at least get him ready and primed. It's the same way you did with Iron Banks, even though Iron Banks was a little unfortunate with the injuries and stuff. But that's something at least you know you can do. You can warm up these rookie these rookies to take over for the next start for to be the start of the next year. Brandon West says they said the same thing with Staley. They did. Yep. Staley was contemplating retirement. And they're like, no, no, no. He's coming back. He's coming back because because even if you know. They don't want people to know what they need to get and address. Like they, they went out and got Trent Williams before people knew that they needed to get Trent Williams. So I guess it's hard to say what's going to happen with Trent. Just because the, Kyle says he's confident he's coming back, that doesn't really mean anything. I just want to say something real quick. If Trent Williams retires and Brock Purdy doesn't play next year and the Niners miss the playoffs, they got to get rid of Kyle Shanahan. It's not, I, I mean, I'd get rid of him now, but if he misses the playoffs next year, no excuses. No excuses. So, and it's like, I, he shouldn't miss it even without Trent Williams. Seven teams in the freaking conference make the playoffs. Seven. You shouldn't be able to make it. But I'm okay. I understand not firing a coach who just went to the NFC Championship game. I understand that, although I still think they should. But if you miss the playoffs with this team, it's not even a question, in my opinion. There's not, there's not even a decision to make. Not even a decision to make. Like, Doug Peterson missed the playoffs in 2020. Three years after making winning the Super Bowl, they fired him. Like, yeah, that was the right thing to do. Dude, they were right to do that. That was more unique, though. There was there was roster uh, locker room politics. It was pretty much, hey, is it me or Carson Wentz? And they chose Carson. I mean, there could there could be locker room politics if they miss the playoffs next year. They, no, they haven't missed the play. They could go 16-1 and next year. Let's see what happens. Saul Goodman says Kyle Shanahan loves injured quarterbacks. He has an excuse every season. He loves injured quarterbacks or he loves injuring quarterbacks? I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeff says, hope you're doing good, Grant. What would be your ranking order what would be your ranking order be of who should be the DC? Mike Zimmer, Vic, Wilkes, other. Really like Zimmer to replace D'Amico. Players hate Zimmer. Zimmer. Players hate Zimmer. Zimmer. Yeah. yeah, I'm good with him. Um, Fangio, one. Wilkes, two. What about Flores? Isn't Flores... I, people don't. People think he's a jerk. What is it about Flores? He's a, a lot of people don't like him. I think the thing is, I think I would, I think, but Flores, I think, actually gets, like, a good rap with, like, players. That's, that's what, a, that, yeah. Again, this is why I like the Steve Wilkes. Not 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 to really like shite on Vic Fangio like that, but it's really like that's why I like Steve Wilkes, especially after seeing the year he did yeah. th- with the, the Panthers. And again, there's proof. And it's like he's someone who can really get with his players and talk with them and not be like you know so much of an a hole and stuff like that. So he can and he he can have yeah scheme. So I feel like it, it wouldn't be bad. You know, there shouldn't be too much transition or much tinkering if he comes on. So I, I, that's the way I look at it. Uh, hold on. I just went past this one. Uh, Jamila 13 says the last show you had with your dad was the best show yet. Had to watch it twice. Gem after gem after gem. Yeah. Thanks. He was on fire. I was just, okay. Bobby Slowick for DC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just put him on the wrong side. Of the- yeah. Do that. I like that. John Wayne. Yeah. All right. Last, last thing. John Lynch was asked about Emmanuel Mosley today. He says he's been practicing at the facility like presently and that they really want to bring him back to me. Even though he's a corner coming off a torn ACL, which makes me a little scared, 
Uh, I think this guy is one of the best players on the team, and he's in his prime, and I would bet on him. I think this re-signing Emmanuel Mosley should be the Niners' number one priority in the offseason in terms of their own guys. Um, do you think I'm crazy on that one? Hell no. I love that one. I, I was yeah. saying that even, even when he got first hurt, I was like, bring him back. Nope, bring, bring him, him back. back. Bring yeah. him back after that Carolina game when he's getting carried off. I'm like, nope, bring him back. And look, Diamond Honor finished the season strong. Um, I know he gets a lot of he gets a lot of slack, which you know I, I love that Eric Cocker loves to like tell people like people just hate DBs and they don't understand. They really hate DBs. They don't understand it. Like to me, he plays he plays the position pretty well. He's always there. You know, he might not have the you know not might he doesn't really have playmaking ability on a ball, but not many corners do. That's what separates the That's good true. from the great. That's true. So That's overall, true. he's fine. He's he's pretty solid. But yeah, thousand percent. Bring back Emmanuel Mosley. How much it'll cost? He's like, fine, but you'd rather have him at nickel than you than outside. You, 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 you'd, ra- you'd rather have a better starting corner than Diamador Lenore. Although he did improve tremendously as the season went on, I'll give him that. He did. He did. I, I he still, did. I still would really like to see Samuel Womack back in the slot. Really, that should have been it. I, I like you know pretty much. Womack? Okay. You have you have a Mosley. Here's the thing. Here's Diamond Lenore is definitely gonna have a, plan, uh, a spot somewhere. So it's pretty much like, all right, outside nickel, Diamond Lenore, compete for one of these two. Whoever whoever plays poorest, that's where you're gonna go. Moses not ready. You're, which you know what? I think that's where it's gonna be because Moses probably not gonna be ready by training camp. Um, that'd be probably foolish to rush him back. You know, you know, are we Jason Brett? Anyone? Like, come on, let's be careful here. I'm um, not saying he's he's on that caliber of like bad luck. Into that, that we're talking about injuries. Jason Brett, my God, always gets bad luck. But anyways, so. I think that's where you really want to look at it. It's pretty much like he might get the nod, but ultimately whoever's the one that's not more ready, that's where Diomedor is going to go to. But, yes, bring back Emmanuel Mosley, solid corner. You can never have enough. And at that point, you pretty much have, you know, obviously Ward, Womack, Lenore, uh, Mosley. Because um, Ambry Thomas, I mean, my God, he's pretty much like just a special teams guy at this point, right? And then who knows? I think it's pretty much it. Is Three he? I mean, fields. he's pretty much inactive at this point. I don't know what Ambry Thomas does for this team. He's just he's just pretty much a special teams guy now. But yo, when he fell like out of favor, I knew that the Niners were in trouble because I saw a stat somewhere that like there's been a long streak of Super Bowl winners that have had at least one Michigan fo- former Michigan football player on the field. I think it's been a, a long streak. Every single Super Bowl winning team has had one football Michigan guy. Now a lot of them have been Brady, <laughs> but once Ambry Thomas the only Michigan dude on the Niners and once he fell I think the Niners had no chance that's it right there who's last year so, Rams who's the guy on the Rams and who's gonna be this year Chiefs I don't know I, I can't think of I gotta I gotta I, I don't know who it was in the Rams I forget that's something to look at in the I'll look it up that's, that'd be funny um Trenton says I played ball in high school with Purdy buddy never got hurt Kyle not taking responsibility Kyle gonna Kyle merch I think it's time Damn, Kyle you and Kyle. Your former high school teammates. I love that. That's, that's I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right, last one. Jimmy Ward went on IG Live last night. I don't have Instagram, so I missed it like a boomer. Uh, Jose saw it. Um, apparently, he okay. shouted me out, but but he said a bunch of stuff. Like, can you tell people what he said? Yeah. Mostly about me. Brandon Graham on the Eagles. Sorry, that just. Okay, let me start. The, let me start this over. Oh shoot! Yeah, let me start this over. So Jimmy Ward went on IG Live last night and said a bunch of stuff. I didn't see it because I'm not on Instagram and I'm 35, too old. You in your 20s understand how to use these social media <laughs> platforms. Please tell the good people what he said. Yeah, it was it was entertaining and informative. Now he didn't take any shots at anyone. It was just pretty much like an aired out because he repeatedly said like, "Oh, there's no will. It's just it's just the business, man. It's just." You know, it's, it's pretty much just like a reaffirming of the business side, basically about how it all started 
he's, he really goes in depth. He talks about 2019, about how 2019 was similar to this year in terms of, yeah, I got hurt beginning of the year and then I lost my safety spot. 2019, T Moore, 2022, mm. you know, Deshaun Gibson, except this time, mm. you know, Deshaun Gibson didn't get hurt like to various more. So eventually, like, I was relegated to nickel. Um, True. So pretty much he knew about that. And then, you know, he, he comes back out, he plays. And he said he was actually at a low point when he came back and injured on the very first play against Carolina. He said, he said, I had no tears to shed. He, he really felt low. He felt mm-hmm. defeated and, you know, rightfully so. I don't blame him. But then, like, yeah, after the Chiefs game where he's getting dusted and beat, he's like, man, I'm getting, like, you know, cooked out here. So he was feeling, so he was feeling demoralized from that. And he's like, I need, I can't, he's like, I'm good. I'm a good nickel, but not like a, an indefinite nickel. So that's where he goes. And he goes into Kyle Shanahan's office talking about, like, hey, Kyle, can I be switched over to safety? And, you know, that's when Kyle hits him with the, uh, do you want to ride the bench? And before that, he puts, he, he, he precursor, he, he sets this up saying, like, I'm not going to go up to my DB coach and I'm not going to go up to D'Amico because I know that's over their heads in terms of who starts. So pretty much like everyone who starts on the defensive side and it's been sent, I've been saying it for years. It's like, no, D'Amico might have some fingertips, some fingerprints, but ultimately Kyle plays the role in terms of who he wants to be out there, even on defense that he doesn't call. Um, so that's why he goes to Kyle first because, you know, it's Kyle's decision to play Jimmy at nickel instead of playing at safety over to Sean Gibson or Talanoa Funga. So he goes off on that. And then, of course, he te- you know he teeters about, like, Grant. But ultimately, he goes on about – he, he kind of tips his, his hat a little bit or t- gives a little glimpse of his free agent look. He's just like, you know, the Niners, you know, there ain't no bridges burned. You know, everything's still – you know, I'm always open welcome to come back. But, hey, like, he, he did emphasize NFC West teams. He's like, you know, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Seahawks have seen me. And then he mentions like, yeah, Houston, yeah, sure, because of D'Amico. But then the Can Raiders. You imagine they, Jimmy Ward on the Seahawks. But then, but then he mentions like he mentions the Raiders, like, oh, they gave me more than the Niners last time. But I think my favorite part, hey. what Jimmy talks about, is how contracts, uh, offers, and negotiations first started with the 49ers. He mentions that they gave him an offer back in OTAs, and he says they pretty much lowballed him, like crazy. He pretty much says like, yeah, they lowballed me. It was wow. it was not ideal. And he just scoffed at it. And then he said they tried to come back to him about another offer, like a, a kind of a feeler through his position coach. So they tried to talk to him through proxy negotiations. And where basically that, and that's when he started balling out a nickel. And he says, like, yeah, you could be one of the highest paid nickels uh of, of the of uh of the league. And then he goes back and he searches, he doesn't he doesn't give numbers at all. He doesn't give any numbers. He says, he says, it's basically the same deal these cats were trying to offer me in OTAs. It's just it's just it's just different because it's the skies with the name highest paid nickel corner nickel. which if you yeah. actually look and i have this up i think the highest paid nickel corner is dj reed so he's gonna get paid dj reed money he's like if they're gonna pay me top nickel cor- nickel corner money it's pretty much just not even top 10 safety money i see so he's like, i see so it's so just a like, it's just a way to repackage the same mediocre offer they were giving him they just yes. put they just glossed it they put lipstick on the pig and say yeah. here you go yeah and dj reed's getting paid freaking what, he's a twenty. He, wow, not even. He's the twenty third highest paid corner in the league. He's getting paid like eleven, pretty much around like ten million dollars, give or take. You know, nine and a half to eleven and a half in terms of salary or guarantees. So it's, it's not a bad deal, but ultimately he would have to be like, okay, I'm good with nickel. But he doesn't want to play nickel. He likes no. playing nickel, but not indefinitely. He can so, play nickel. He can do a lot of things. But he's a he's a he's a top one hundred NFL player at safety, and someone's going to give him a lot of money to play that position. And the Niners are going to go cheap. They're going to stick with Tashawn Gibson because he's cheaper. But he's also older, and he's a good player too. No, no disrespect. Tashawn Gibson had a hell of a season. Um, but is he going to do it again? At what point 
he's going to be 33 next year. Jimmy's younger than him. And you're not paying for quarterbacks. You really can't afford Jimmy Ward. I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm like best friends with him and he's, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not friends with Jimmy Ward. But he is, he has been the most consistent player in this secondary for a very long time. He's younger than his replacement and the guy you're going to replace him with. Money shouldn't be an issue since you're spending on nothing on quarterback. I don't know. Good for Tashawn. Can he do it again? He's 33. I want to know. And if not, are you going to draft a safety? Like, what's the plan? Is it just Tashawn? Because this whole year, if anything happened with him, you could always put Jimmy back there. What is the plan if he just becomes a 33-year-old DB? I don't know. But I appreciate it. But the, but the most important thing is what Jimmy said about me on, on IG Live. Tell, tell everyone what he said about me. No, people no, saw it. People saw it. People saw it. Um, I didn't pay him to say that. He, he genuinely felt he, that way. He did mention, like, and he kind of, there's a point where his Instagram kept getting cut out. So, but he was a point talking about like, he didn't, it wasn't so much that he was bummed and annoyed that, you know, he got injured and pretty much lost the position that way. He's like, he's like, yeah, I get it. It happens. But it's like, why is he, other people don't have that same thing. Like, he's like, oh, you're just trying to phase me out because I'm on the last year of my deal. So yeah. that's kind of the way he was like floating it out. But that's what they did to Eric Reed. Remember that? Yes. Eric Reed was on the last year of his deal. And all of a sudden he's playing linebacker. Remember? Oh yeah. They, they love to play the position this, uh, the, Take players. Oh, you're about to hit free agency. Let me uh, take some money out of your pocket. And it's like, I don't know why they're doing it. Maybe they're thinking, well, if we lower his value, we'll have a better chance of re-signing him. Like, what a generous thing to do to your longest tenured player. Thank you, Parag and John and Kyle. I really do think Jimmy would have been a Pro Bowl caliber. Not a Pro. He is a Pro. But I think he would have been to the Pro Bowl if he actually wasn't didn't get hurt twice. And stayed onto the safety yeah. division. It's I think he's a Pro Bowl caliber player too, but he's never made it. Maybe, maybe I predicted you know who, this you year. I wrote an article before saying like I think this. It's all, if he stays healthy, I said I wrote it. I said I think he's going to make the Pro Bowl because he's been chirping and he knows and he admitted it. Yeah, I've been chirping, so I think they're targeting me. And I think that was because he's been talking and he even mentioned it. He's like, no one, no one capes for me more than me. And that's when he ends up leading to you. He's like, yeah, he's the only one who gives me my credit or my or my or you know my or my doo doo whatever. And he says like that that that's literally it. So. That's why I thought I thought it was going to be his year, and then you know, just the dude literally just got tossed into the garbage bin in terms. Rams of should sign him. Rams should sign him. They need a safety. They need a guy who could tackle in the open field. A guy like Debo. They should, Rams should sign Jimmy Ward. I'll tell you that right now. He might. Any team that has to face the Niners should face should sign Jimmy Ward. What do you think about what, what Trey said in his presser? I didn't even see it. I wasn't there that day. What do you say? I haven't watched the day yet either. Did he say anything? Thoughts your boy right tackle uh, Mike McGlinchey projected to be the top paid free agent. Good, then the Niners won't bring him back. But if they replace him with, with Cole McKivis, that's not good enough. You should go to Bolivia cheap as heck. All right, for you. And then I'll take a picture and I'll come back. Costa Rica's dope. Uh, is it? You been? No, but I know how the people have been. It's just beautiful. I want to go. It's cost effective. Okay. okay. All right, all right, all right. Well, look, this show was an hour and a half. Um, I had a good time. I thought it was a, a great fun. show. Yeah, no, it's all right. You'll, fi- you'll fix it, though, in the future. Yeah, all I'm gonna do is just time back my laptop. It'll work, right? Yeah, Man style. just be like, just hit it. You, you ever see that that scene in Zoolander where they realize <laughs> that the files are in the computer? You just gotta smack it around a little bit. I'll be back in, in an hour and fifteen with Jesse Niners after dark. See you guys in. Don't go anywhere. There you go. <laughs> in.